0: Good morning again, uh, friends. We are going to read from John chapter 20 this morning. Uh, This is a great story um, from the first Easter. And I want to invite you to, um, if you want to in your homes, you can read along with me. You can stand for the reading of the gospel. um, And I will read this um, for us right now. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors, they were afraid of the Jewish authorities. Jesus came and stood among them. He said, peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And when the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they are not forgiven. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thank you. To be God. Uh, I wonder what, um, you may be seated in your households, if you would like. Um, I wonder what your favorite aspects are of this season are, um, this, this quarantine season that we're in. There is much to lament. There is um, a lot of struggle right now and we're all well aware of that. Um, I wonder what our favorite aspects um, are right now of this season. Um, one of mine is the stories of creation, to hear about the ways that creation is sounding out during this pause has been beautiful. There's an amazing video about Yosemite and some of the wildlife coming out into spaces that they don't normally come out. Um, That was a great video to watch. Um, There's stories of panda behavior in zoos that um, has been hoped for for a decade um, that is finally happening. You can look that up too on YouTube to learn more about that. For those of us here in L.A., I I don't know how to tell you others who who have been in L.A. and who have not been here over the last month, the air in L.A. is like magical right now. Um, And that has been an amazing gift, one of my favorite parts of this season. The second thing I've loved about this season are the novice musicians on Facebook and other social uh, media outlets um, to see people doing art and music online um, having the courage to just put themselves out there has been just magical for me and I've loved watching it. And to also see like celebrities doing music that is unproduced, some of them coming across a little more novice than maybe they uh, are used to. Um, has been a real gift. And I've loved watching the, the novice musicians do their thing and trying to encourage friends and loved ones with that. And then the other thing that I've really appreciated about this season is the that during a season like this, our faith um, takes on a place in our life um, that we don't um, take for granted when often we can. When life's kind of going along in the humdrum of things, we can take for granted um, our faith. And so I'm really appreciative of the weight or glory of our faith during this season, as it's been something that sustained me um, throughout these days. Um, I look at this story, and I wanna explore that together um, because I think the weight and the glory of our faith is found in a story like this. in this story, last the week prior, Peter and others' disciples had denied Jesus, um, frankly, for some understandable reasons. He had been arrested. He had been in jail. He had been jailed. Um, he had been crucified, and the disciples had scattered around. Um, and I, I, I think an important question to ask before as we explore this story is, what might be the crucifixion of Jesus meant um, to these disciples? Um, How might that have mattered um, to them? I think they're probably asking some really big questions and they're big questions that we all can ask from time to time. One is, who am I? I mean, prior to this, they, they, they would have answered, I'm a friend of Jesus, the Messiah. I am a branch and he is the vine. Another question might be, where do I fit? Prior to this event, they would have answered, I'm a part of God's kingdom. That's at hand. I have new sisters and brothers and friends. I fit with Jesus. I fit with these friends. I fit in this mission. How will my life matter is another question they might have asked. And they would have answered, God is doing a new thing and I'm a part of that. My life really matters. I have a lot of meaning in this that I'm I'm doing. And then the unthinkable happens. Jesus dies. He is crucified. And he's crucified by religious powers and political and economic forces. Um, And all their hopes and dreams are gone in an instant. And the answers to these really important questions are up for grabs for them. And the passage tells us that they were afraid. We, uh, we know what it's like to ask these questions. These are timeless questions. They, they're questions asked by people of every generation. These are timely questions. They're questions that we likely are asking um, in our time at home. And like the disciples, we're now exploring these kinds of questions. Who am I? Where do I fit? What would my life have meaning? We're answering these questions in a context of fear. Fear is an emotion that arises um, with the threat of harm. And that can be physical harm, which is kind of linked with economic harm. It can be psychological harm, relational harm, emotional harm. And it can be real or imagined threats of harm. Um, and it plays out in all kinds of ways, and I'm sure like, like me, like my household, you see these types of things playing out um, throughout your days. Sometimes it's alarm, sometimes it's panic, sometimes it's agitation. Sometimes it plays out as anxiety or, or despair, or loss of, of courage. And right now, we are likely in tune with fear we're experiencing it at kind of at the surface more than we are used to. Often we can deny it, we can keep busy and ignore it, but right now it's not easy to do that. And so it brings up these big questions for us too. Who am I? Where do I fit? Um, will my life have, have meaning? Earlier in the morning, these disciples... Um, before this episode that we read, they had gone to the tomb. And the Gospel of John says that a few of them saw the empty tomb and immediately thought, Jesus' body has been taken away and stolen. And so they left. But one disciple, she stayed, Mary. And she went into the tomb. And while she was in the tomb, Considering all that had gone on, she heard a voice call her name, Mary. And she knew that it was Jesus. And she looked and she saw that it was the risen Jesus with her. And Jesus told her, go tell the disciples. And so she went and told these that we're reading about right now. And so here are these disciples, behind closed doors, having heard from Mary and wondering what this all means, and Jesus comes to them and stands with them and says these words, Peace be with you. We are behind closed doors we are experiencing fear. Um, We ask these big questions, and the message for us this morning, just like it was for the disciples on that first Easter day, the words from Christ for us are, peace be with you. What does peace mean? Peace is a big idea. It means salvation, well-being, Communion with God and the world be with you. You have been gathered in Christ for life with God and you don't need to be afraid anymore, the story says. If you were here, I would be saying, can I get an amen or, you know, things like that. But I know you're doing it in your household. (laughs) Jesus in the story Next, shows them his hands and his side. It's a curious thing. Many times we'll hear the story like this and we'll think, oh, he's kind of like proving to them that it's him, right? And I think there's an aspect of that. But the passage tells us, and we know from the story, that Jesus was crucified because of authorities. Again, economic, political, religious authorities. Um, The disciples are afraid of those authorities right now for understandable reasons. These disciples are probably afraid of what their loved ones are going to think of them now that their their idea of, of newness seems to have gone away. They're probably asking themselves some pretty important questions like, how did I get caught up in this? And Jesus comes to them and shows them the scars on his hands and in his side. These marks are marks of those things that they're afraid of. They're marks of the powers and authorities that have squashed them, that have taken life from them. And what these marks reveal is that Jesus, who was crucified, um, has defeated those very things that that took his life from him. When, when he shows these scars to his friends in this room, he's saying, look, these forces that squash you, these forces that squash me and you today, they did not win. I am alive and I am standing with you. And as the as the disciples opened themselves up to this reality, to God's victory over those things that make us afraid. As they open themselves up to one another in this room, fear moves out the door and joy becomes the experience of that place. We've had some amazing stories in our community over the last couple of weeks. One uh, was mentioned already in our praises, um, Micah Wesley Wilson Nye was born this week. Um, Last week, Jacob Potter, I think Vincent Potter, was born. Both of them, for their entire lives, will be able to tell the story of being born in a time such as this. I love their names. Micah is a prophet who in that story and in his, in, his, um, in his book is a prophet who goes to trial with God. Jacob is a character in the scriptures who we are told is known to wrestle with God. What beautiful names, period, and beautiful names to be born into a season like this where we are invited to grapple and wrestle with God towards this newness that he promises um, that it's breaking in in a strange and unexpected time. Um, Last week we had a friend, Ulysses Gutierrez, worshiping with us on the live stream Um, and he was worshiping with us from a hospital bed at Huntington Hospital, um, himself diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, he's posted about this now. Um, many people from Mountside in the IRC journeyed with him, um, encouraging him, praying for him. And he was able to come home after about an eight or nine day stay in the hospital and is now recovering um, at home. And God is healing him. And in all these stories, we are experiencing in the community movements from fear into newness and to joy. And the promise of the Easter story is that no matter what our experiences are, no matter if we are, we are moving towards newness in the here and now, like those three stories, or we are moving into newness beyond this life, the promise of the Easter story is that God stands with us through Christ and says, peace be with you. Mountside communion, God has come to you. Jesus stands in your households right now, no matter who is there with you or not, and says, salvation to you. I am with you. Newness is coming. God has defeated those things that you are afraid of. God has defeated those things that are real and, and maybe even close at hand right now. The Easter messages, they are breathing their last breath, and God is with you, leading you to something new. Uh, the passage ends and says that Jesus breathes on the disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you don't, then they are not. He breathes on them and says, receive this breath of God. Receive this life in a strange situation that you did not expect. Um, Take courage from this life that I breathe into you. what the disciples thought was an ending, what we can, when we face things in our lives that we think are endings, we are invited into forgiveness. Forgiveness can be a lot of things, but at its base, it is taking something that seems like an ending and viewing it as a beginning, viewing it as a place to start as Christine Painter would say. Um, So the big questions that we ask ourselves today, that these disciples were asking themselves, who am I? Um, Only you can answer that question with God, um, particularly, but at a baseline, you are one, we are one, whom God stands with and says, peace be with you. I am with you. Where do I fit? At a baseline, you and I and all of us fit in communion with God. We are gathered and scattered in Christ for life with God. And we fit with God's people. How will I, my life matter? Your life will matter as it is wrapped up in God. As like these disciples, we surrender our hopes and our expectations and we allow God to use moments like this as a place to begin towards something brand new. Um, We're going to continue to worship together and I I invite you to focus in on these paintings. I invite you to consider um, this scripture um, and how we're going to do it is this. In just a minute, Kurt and Sasha are gonna come back up and we're gonna sing a great hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today, together. Um, right after that, we're gonna show a video of pictures that were sent in by different people of Mountainside expressing newness and resurrection in our everyday, ordinary lives. And we had so many that we couldn't fit them all into one video, so we apologize for that. Uh, maybe we can try to make a compilation of them all here soon. But we're going to invite you to watch that video. And as you sing and watch that video, worship God together, um, I'm, we're going to invite you to move into the Zoom room that we've set up for Eucharist. And in that Zoom room, the Griffin household is going to host us. We're going to take Eucharist together. So get your elements. We're going to remember our baptisms together. That we have, we are in a new place because of Christ's resurrection. And this is a place to begin. This is a place to move into newness.